in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to the College Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ben Jordan. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, someone I've known for all my time in college, pretty much, Mrs. Vaishnavi Venkat, who's here with me today. And Vaish is a business major at Carlson School at the University of Minnesota, as well as me. And she's here today to talk about not playing it safe with immigrant parents. Vaish, why don't you go and introduce yourself? Um, Well, you got me. (laughs) I've known Ben for basically my whole entire time here at college, and I'm fascinated by his thoughts, and I'm really excited to be here today. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. And what are you majoring in right now? So I am double majoring in marketing and finance and minoring in business analytics. Okay, marketing Mm -hmm. and finance. Yep. So that's a big that's a big thing to double major in. Yeah, it really is. But um, I'm someone that likes to be challenged a lot. And even though I'm not the strongest in mathematics and stuff like that, I really appreciate what it can bring to our society. And money makes the world go around, so might as well. Yeah, that's very it. true. Our marketing and finance are those very different things, very oh, opposite end of the spectrum. Extremely. Um, like in my marketing classes, everything is very discussion based and very creative we're always talking about like what's on the news and why this ad does this and how we can make it better in my finance classes it's like very much like analyzing the stock market analyzing past trends very very um like logical thinking so it really kind of stresses me out at the same time it's really fun to use like both sides of my brain gotcha yeah that sounds like a very cool contrast Mm -hmm. and i know well based off the topic of this podcast (laughs) Immigrant parents. Yes. Which I don't have, but you have. What do people need to know about having immigrant parents, <laughs> do you think? Well, having immigrant parents here at the States, I think the best way to describe it is like a culture shock roller coaster. Um, it's just so multifaceted. I mean, growing up, there was always this like, oh, I'm Indian, but I'm also American. And like, what part of my identity do I identify with. I mean, growing up, I would always try to reject the Indian side of me just because I grew up in a very white neighborhood and I went to a very white school. So it just seemed weird. Like I felt weird being like the color I am or just like the ethnicity I am. But I think like growing up and like maturing a little bit, I realized like the Indian in me is really pushing me to be the best woman I can be. And I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah. So what were your parents' um, expectations for you growing up that were different than your peers? Yeah, I think the first thing I realized about my parents is that they needed me to go above and they needed me to go beyond. Um, This was like starting in first grade. I remember I got like six out of ten on like a math pretest and I got like the hardest yelling of my life and I was just shocked because like it was a pretest and like that was trying to like measure where the class was it really didn't mean anything but I just like from then on I knew that nothing below perfection was like accepted and compare that to like my peers they're like oh like the moms would be like oh you did great sweetie or like you did your best and that was never like a concept in my household it was always like you can do better so 
Yeah. So I was like that growing up. Yeah. All the way in first grade too. Oh day. yeah. Pushing you. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was like in all aspects of my life, like academics. Um, I used to sing a little bit and that was there, like dance, basically anything I needed to be perfect. And that standard still kind of holds up today, but I think there is some wiggle room now. I but, see. Yeah. And do you think that's because they themselves were pushed very hard when they were a kid or what's like the mm-hmm. the backstory to that or why do you think that they think that way and always pushing and right so I think with my family it's a little bit different is because like my dad grew up in a very privileged rich area in India like his family was really powerful and stuff like that and he didn't have to be pushed for doors to be opened like they could literally buy his way in and that's literally what happened and with my mom she grew up in a like a little ruraler area so things were a little different in terms of like women weren't really expected to do much like other than like housework and stuff like that so it's like a combination of they weren't pushed enough so they really want to push me to do more than they can because they don't want to see me struggle and they want me to succeed. Also, like moving to a new country completely out of the blue was a shock to both of them and they just wanted me to flourish. So it's coming out of a coming out of love, tough love, I would say, but it's definitely difficult because that same love isn't resonated with people around me. Yeah. And I've heard the stereotype Mm -hmm. with uh, immigrant parents that you hear the stereotype get thrown around about you have to either become a doctor <laughs> or something in like computer science. Or like an engineer, right? Or an engineer, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think, is that a true stereotype? Did you experience that? The, uh, <laughs> definitely, Are you going to become a doctor question? It was like, if you're a girl, you're a doctor. And if you're a boy, you're in STEM or engineering. But and like it was considered like liberal if men were doctors or women were engineers. Mm-hmm. But I made it very clear to my parents. I think one part of me is like I was a little rebellious in terms of like what I wanted to do. I made it very clear that I was not going into either of those professions. Um, at first it was to rebel, but later I realized I'm just really not good in STEM related areas. Mm-hmm. And I still get like a little bit of like pettiness or passive aggressiveness like, oh, she's going to become a doctor or oh, he's like going to become a, like an engineer. And it's kind of like always like, OK, but like just because you have those professions doesn't mean you aren't successful. Right. Or even if you do have those professions that you are successful. So right. it's a constant battle. <laughs> And we did a podcast on here before, too. Um, I think it was me and Casey, mm-hmm. where we talked about doing liberal arts mm-hmm. instead of, um, I don't know, what STEM, STEM or business yeah. or whatever. But So you're still doing business. Mm-hmm. Does that, do your par- are your parents fine with that? Or what do they think <laughs> about business? So in India, I know that business is still, co- like, it's called commerce there. And it's basically like arts. It's like, it's, you're not good enough to get into, like, the stem path you would go into business so that's kind of what they saw it at as first um but you know i really sat them down and was like listen my strengths do not lie in like the stem field my strengths lie in the more people oriented field and that's just the way i've pushed myself to become because i really did enjoy the facets of business and whatever i just wanted to see where that would take me doesn't mean i was hard set and like wanting to become a ceo or whatnot just Mm -hmm. seemed to fit my skill set better and i mean i think they've come to terms with it just in terms of like oh more people are going into business and just because you do business doesn't mean like you're gonna like 
end up with like a mediocre job or whatnot. So, I mean, there's definitely still like a, as I said, like a passive aggressiveness is someone like that just graduated from high school is like going into the STEM field. But I think, I think with my parents, I've made it clear that I'm definitely on my own path. And yeah that's something they'll have to come t- into terms with. But that doesn't mean I'm doing this to disrespect them in any way. It's mm-hmm. because it's just what I want to do. Right. But, no, and like, do you have like similar feelings with that? I know that your mom really didn't want you to like go into liberal arts at one point, right? Well, I think like you said, it just takes time mm-hmm. because there's a lot of parents, I think in any, um, whether it's academics or whether it's sports or whatnot, and it just comes with time and acceptance. Um, Sometimes it can be in a negative way. For example, like I know a lot of kids when they're young who have, uh, specifically males who have fathers that are really pushing their kids into athletics that maybe they don't wanna do and just really drilling them. And the kid might not even like the sport at some point, but they're just, their dad has this dream, you know, of them becoming like a professional athlete. (laughs) I think it's negative. But I think in terms of school, yeah, I think Parents just, I mean, they have a right to worry about what you're doing, but yeah, there just comes a line where a parent shouldn't be choosing what their son or daughter wants to major in. They can provide advice and they can give experience and whatnot, but ultimately the choice I think should be left up to the, the child because I'd imagine there's some kids or maybe a lot of kids, I don't know who's more so their parents maybe chose what they're getting a degree oh, in. definitely. In I, like, know people firsthand that they're, like, picking majors or going into jobs that their parents push them into mm-hmm. just because it's more stable and, like, they'll have a better life. But I always ask a question to people. It's, like, if you could do anything you wanted to do without your parents, what would you do? And the responses are, like, starkly different. Just, like, there's so many people that would rather like go into like liberal arts and just to do like sociology or psychology and things that aren't seen as like legit majors, mm-hmm. like in, at least in the Indian community or just in terms of like other like STEM or business careers. Like like even in business, my parents expected me to go into like finance and like accounting, things that mm-hmm. would have like a definite job, a definite income. But like I primarily chose chose marketing because I like talking to people. I like being more on the creative side of things. I like guessing what people are trying to think. So that was also a shock to my parents because even in business, there's like careers and like majors that are seen less like reputable than the others. Right. So basically there's just this ranking system or mm-hmm. hierarchy that... Really, there is, parents yeah. And, well, not even just parents. I mean, everyone kind of has a hierarchy right. in their head of like what's better than others. Yeah. And terms of usually it's kind of based on like a money scale it really is but I think one thing that's very clear to me just in terms of family and like school and what I've seen is that doing what you love is way more important than like chasing money Mm -hmm. it's just not fulfilling enough I, I do believe that money is a great concern and like you need to, I would like to be at a point where I'm not worrying about money on a day-to-day basis, but I think if that comes at a price of doing something I don't love or hate doing, I think that's just difficult on yourself and like the profession you're doing because you're not doing your due diligence. Yeah. I've even heard some people say, I think there's been situations where they're like, my parents are only going to help me pay for college if I major in STEM. Oh. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. Like, 
I think as again, like I think it comes from a place of like stern love or tough love, like mm-hmm. or but it, to me, it seems like threatening your child, right? <laughs> right, like college ex- expensive, like it's really hard to be financially stable without your parents. And like a little bit of a side note, like I know a lot of people, like Indian kids, like growing up, like in high school, like I wasn't allowed to have a job. Like my main focus was to study. Like I wanted to have a job mm-hmm. like in high school, but my parents were like, no, we'll provide for you. Your main job is to study and to get into college. And that's mm-hmm. a feeling that's resonated by a lot of Indian kids. But then being like, oh, I want to go into this profession or I want to study this and having your parents like threaten you. So they're like with financial stability, which is crazy because most kids like don't have any sort of income right. at that point. So that's just... I think that's so bizarre and that's just like not the way to advise your kid to do something or not to do something. But yeah, that's interesting, too, because for me, I had the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. I think my parents wanted me to get a job in high school because they saw it as a way for me to like do something, I guess, other than just playing video games or no and I think like looking back like I really wish I did have some some type of job Mm -hmm. because that teaches you like very baseline skills as to like time management how to interact with people like very you have to work your bottom way up starting at some point and like on my resume I remember like I didn't really have like a job experience to talk about because I didn't have a legit job like I was a dance teacher but I like didn't get paid because right that's just like what I was in I didn't want to get paid for that because I liked doing it, but I didn't have a legit job. So every experience I had, I had to really dig deep into like volunteering experience. But there's some questions interviewers ask that's like very particular to jobs. And I have to just be like, I didn't have one in high school. (laughs) No, that's super real. Because I remember that too when I was 16 and I wanted to get my first job. And Mm -hmm. I also didn't have a job before that. And I just remember the interview being like, yeah, because all the questions are like, give an example of a time in your like previous job was yeah. like, if you didn't have a previous job, you really, it's so hard, I yeah. feel like. But once I got that first job, it all became easier because yeah. I could find a way to relate everything mm-hmm. back to that. Do you feel like having a job in high school like helped you do good in like college in terms of like you worked at Caribou this year? Like, do mm-hmm. you feel like you had better time management or was able to like use your experiences to like help you do better or anything yeah. like that? So a story that I tell people mm-hmm. is um, when I got my first job, I would just work. It was after school at a gym and I do, yeah, I do it right after school. Okay. And something about that job gave me a lot of skills and I don't know what it was, but I remember I would go home after my job and I would feel, well, I'd, first of all, I'd feel more productive. I think that had a big thing to do with okay. it because I was like, wow, I just... I was making money for the first time, mm-hmm. which is a, a crazy feeling. Right. When you're getting paychecks for like the first yeah. time, you're like, wow. This it's like is, addressed to you. You're like, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. They're just flowing into my bank account. I don't really have anything to pay for. So it's Right. Like, so it's really like yeah. just a positive influx. <laughs> All of a sudden, just getting hundreds of dollars was super cool. But yeah, I used to go home from the job and I'd feel more productive. And I would actually, I managed my time better because I believe that too much free time is a really bad thing yeah and i've procrastinated more when i have so if i get home at from school at three in high school in my mind it was like well i can do my homework all the way up until midnight when i go to sleep so i'd find myself starting at like 10 or 12 yeah but if i went to work and i came home at like seven or eight there was a very limited time i had to do my stuff right so i would try to get it done right away Mm -hmm. and then i'd leave the rest of the night for free time and the craziest thing about that is, yeah, so for example, your parents thought that 
Um, if you had a job, it would probably negatively affect school mm-hmm. and academics. Yeah. But for me, that first semester I had a job, I think junior year of high school, it was the only semester ever in my life that I got straight A's. Oh my goodness. And I was working like That's the most crazy. that semester. Yeah. And I got straight A's. Oh, good for you, Ben. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, I wish I could still do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I definitely like think the the busier I am the more on top of my things I have to be so Mm -hmm. I definitely resonate with that but you know that's kind of like going on with the things that like immigrant parents want you to like play it safe they want you to have that like good life and like those skills but to have a good life but it's so interesting because the skills you would gain by having a job or by doing taking risks are things that you can't be taught and yeah. I think that's something that immigrant parents have need to come to terms with that not everything in life can be taught or handed down like mm-hmm. kids need to experience life on their own and I think that's kind of where I am right now because this is like the first summer where I'm living away from my parents I'm staying on campus to work okay and like with my job either one that I take um I'll be having to travel and that's like a first to like traveling on my own representing mm-hmm. a company that's that's like big girl moves and like even now my parents are like oh why do you have to stay on campus like live home with us and stuff like that but I see you know 24 year olds 25 year olds like living their living their lives at home with their parents and Mm -hmm. they have the same freedoms as like a 15 year old kid right and I don't want that like I need to experience life on my own and that's just a constant like phone call struggle (laughs) with my parents but I think I'm a little lucky because um my dad is always like my warrior he always tries to fight for whatever I want to do so he's like okay, okay if you want to live on campus if you want to like you're earning you can do whatever you want it's your yeah. money and I need you to have these experiences because he doesn't want me to end up like those kids are 24 25 like living with their parents no relationship like weird ass job like they don't yeah. yeah they don't want that either so it's just I think it's kind of a turning point in both of our lives which is really interesting to see that's good mm-hmm. yeah it's good to have that yeah. support like that and one yeah that. What do you think, like, playing it safe, what does that really mean? Because I don't think a lot of people know what what that really means. I think playing it safe with immigrant parents is following the rules in terms of, like, how you should act, how you should be, what you should like, and what you should do. Um, Like, for example, like, growing up, I, I was, and I am, I'm still regarded as, like, the perfect Indian daughter and to like mm-hmm. other people's eyes like we'll go to the temple we'll go to these family parties and all these aunties and uncles will be like to their other children that are younger be like look at Vaishnavi look at what she's doing do exactly what she's doing she's perfect uh, and whatever and it's really difficult because my parents really pride themselves on the fact that I, they have this really like good natured daughter that does all these Indian things very connected to her culture and at the same time is like seen American but like they don't realize that internal struggle that I always have it's always like oh I have to be Indian more Indian today or more American today but um I remember like I would wear like American clothes or like during the summer I'd wear like shorts and it'd be like like don't do that like Mm -hmm. people are coming over you can't do that and I think like they shouldn't be looking in the first place like I can do what I want I think it's a slow like I can still be a good Indian daughter but I don't have to play it safe by your rules like the rules are changing yeah I can be my own person without being disrespectful and I think that really encompasses all the facets of like playing it safe or like not playing it safe and yeah like in right now in terms of like college and freedoms and whatever Um, I'm definitely not playing it safe with like my major, what I'm doing, my friendships. And I think 
but that's what's teaching me life and I've learned so many valuable lessons this year and if I think I would regret like playing it safe like doing a STEM major or whatnot it's not that I couldn't do it it's that I didn't want to and like following my passions is almost considered like not safe and I'm okay with that and that's I really pride myself on that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's an interesting answer and I recently read a book too that talks a lot about small towns Mm -hmm. and the experience of people living in small towns and stuff that goes along there Mm -hmm. and I think specifically there's this one part in the book um, it talks about a small town in South Dakota and the author is kind of reflecting on what she learned from being there and one of the things that comes with every small town is gossip (laughs) and it exists um, super heavily in small towns where everyone uh, knows everything about everyone and everyone compares everything to everyone so I'd imagine that in the same way a small town is like this you have probably experienced something like this then within the Indian community whatever that means maybe Minnesota maybe at school do you think that's true oh definitely and that's because I think like look like look at history like Indians didn't start coming to like the United States to like maybe the 1980s or like 1990s like 1990s was like a big boom that's when my parents came in that's where probably a lot of kids you know like parents came in and I think because like even in Minnesota it's still really white every Indian almost knows each other because it is like a small town we kind of formed a community because we kind of had to um, and we didn't want to like lose our culture and because of that I think there's like beautiful aspects right like the culture is preserved the kids are learning about where they come from the like, kids are being accepted and like we get to share our culture but at the same time there's like negative aspects because people are always trying to one-up each other always trying to you know like talk bad about someone or something or she did this or he did that and it's really like mind your own business at some points because it's like it's not your life why are you concerned Mm -hmm. but I think Indian culture itself is very concerned about other people okay um it's a phrase that happens in every single like culture in India it's like what will they think and that's translated in every single language in India like oh what if you do this what will they think or what will she think and yeah that's something I've heard growing up. Like when I'm referring back to like that shorts incident, like mm-hmm. my mom was like, what will they think of you? Right. Like at, at that age, I was like, oh, I didn't want to think that, make them think bad of me. But now I'm like, I don't care what other people think. And honestly, it's so freeing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just part of the culture that you can't change. You just have to love and accept whatever it comes for. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a big concern with yeah, what other people think yeah. of you and how your self-image is Definitely. portrayed on other Definitely. people. And especially with my parents in terms of like where we live in Maple Grove, it's like I'm one of the few girls who like still actively partake in like Indian culture. And that's I've come to terms with it. It's not because my parents want me to. I actually do enjoy doing certain things in Indian culture. Obviously, there are some things I'm like, this is wrong. Or I believe that it's wrong. But um, most of it is because I enjoy the community and I enjoy mm-hmm like enhancing that Indian part of myself. So my parents really pride themselves over that. And it's like one of the main things, like that's why, like, what will they think? I've like, that's probably like almost my middle name at this point. Yeah. I've just heard that so many times growing up. But I think it's really interesting because a lot of that only applies to girls. Yeah. Um, growing up, I was surrounded by like guys my age and I'd never, they could do whatever they wanted, literally whatever they wanted. And I can even see that with my little brother who's 14. He does 
whatever he wants in terms of like who he hangs out with, what he does, where he goes. And it's just like, I was never allowed these freedoms. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting to see that dichotomy between like me and my brother and just like the other guys and like growing up around my age, it was just like, well, why can they do stuff? Right. And it, why can't I? And it was just because the simple answer was because they're boys. Mm-hmm. And I think like, again, like playing it safe would be like, oh, okay. And like accepting it, but I'm very adamant about what I want. So. That's good. I've tried to, and in terms of like, it wouldn't be like crazy things or I'm going to go travel the world or stuff like that. I would just mm-hmm. be like, you can let me stay out like an hour or two if I tell you where I am, or right. you can let me go to a dance once in a while. Like it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's my experience with that. What about you? Have you, is there things like with your family, friends, or like the people you surround yourself with where you really care about how you present yourself to others? Mm. Because you're a really chill guy. Like that, my, When I think of Ben, I think of Zen for like all of you listening. But like literally like talking to you calms me down because I'm oh, a pretty high-strung person. <laughs> but I'm really interested to see if you really care how people think of you. Well, I don't think I care necessarily too much about what other people think. I mean, that I could do a whole podcast on that. Mm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't find myself – I'm not really a part of a super – small knit community with like gossip and I think in the way you are I think maybe the gossip in my life is just coming from family members themselves okay like I said in our earlier podcast about liberal arts there was Mm -hmm. kind of some backlash within my family (laughs) about some heat with that but other than that no I haven't experienced that and I think but I think college allows you to kind of not care what people think either oh definitely because I mean, high school is definitely community too, mm-hmm. where a lot of comparing goes on, yeah, and a lot of gossip goes on and whatnot. But I always tried my best to stay out of that. I think I've done a fairly yeah, good job. I at think it. so too, definitely. Yeah. I mean, to this day, yeah, I feel like I've stayed out of most of the gossip and whatnot. So yeah. it's definitely a good thing. And I mean, I think the one thing I've learned in college is that people are going to talk about you regardless. It's just don't like feed into it I would say like I do my best to not art like actively like partake in gossip like people gossip all the time I think it's just like oh like she said this he said that but I think it's important to not judge people on gossip and I think at least in the Indian community there's a lot of that like oh I heard this about you I'm not going to talk to you I heard this about you so I'm going to spread that too yeah but I like one of like major friendships have happened because I haven't listened to gossip and like gotten to know the person and like they're very active in my life today so mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that experience so yeah yeah and definitely just yeah being yourself and whatnot I think it's um it's a term it's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot like just be yourself yeah but I specifically remember the moment that I became myself or at least I think I did because it was kind of like a turning point sure and yeah it was something it was like a day I I actually felt like I became myself. yeah it's almost like a switch yeah it yeah. was like a switch and I just felt like I just started talking about whatever I liked or found right. interesting yeah and then other people will just like you yeah and people will just flock to you because yeah. there are so many similar people so right I mean you can be passionate about anything and people will like you if you're passionate about yeah, it it can be definitely because like there's people out there who got weird hobbies and whatnot but because they're so passionate you're kind of attracted to that mm-hmm. person right like yeah. even if they like something super 
super nerdy or something or what's perceived <laughs> like, as super yeah. nerdy like you're super into this yeah card game or you're super into airplane models or sure. something like that like if you're really passionate i'm still gonna listen to you talk about it or show me whatever it is right so like i had a friend who knows everything about like airplanes and Crazy. models and he'll know what type of, if he sees a plane in the sky he can tell you exactly like what model that is Whoa. what type <laughs> it is he has like apps where he can listen to like the communications going oh, on between the like the frequencies and whatever well he's got yeah you can listen to the pilot and the control oh tower my gosh. At, like the minneapolis airport and like <laughs> that's one, crazy one of his hobbies is that legal it is legal i think <laughs> okay i don't know because well you can listen to, like police scanners and stuff too oh right i so, guess it's kind of the same thing yeah you can listen to the airport things i think you have to pay for it but mm. yeah like it's just something that i'm not particularly interested in and a lot of people might find like kind of weird because he's even part of like aviation enthusiast clubs like those are things cool. with yeah. thousands of people but you know and he's telling it all to me and going in detail about it like you become interested in that person just because of how passionate they are about it and I think a lot of people then like you because of it and he's not faking it right he's not right. like trying to be a part of another group and trying to fit in but yeah yeah it's super cool to see that so yeah and like and again I mean, there's so many interests I have in terms of like, you know, business isn't like, I'm not crazy about finance and I'm mm -hmm. not like crazy about analytics or marketing in terms, these are like skills I want to have in my skill set yeah. so I can do something greater. Like um, I want to have like a sustainable like makeup company or something in terms of mm -hmm. like representation in beauty or fashion. And that's definitely not playing it safe with the Indian community because yeah. that's not you're not guaranteed anything like I would love to work for like Vogue and stuff like that because I feel I do best when I'm in the limelight mm -hmm. so I think that's just kind of the path I want to be headed in and mm -hmm. you know I that's just so unheard of in the Indian community but it's crazy because the idols people talk about, like Deepika Padukone, Priyanka Chopra, like Sundar Pichai, like these great Indian people that in like that are doing great in America. They've taken risks in their life mm -hmm. to get to where they are, and it's just so funny because the Indian community is so risk adverse. It's like then how do you expect us to be like that if you want us to be like very risk adverse? Yeah. So I think that's really interesting, and I'm feel I'm feeling that heat right now with um. I have a job offer at a startup and I have a job offer at like a Fortune 100 company and my parents are pushing me towards the latter because mm -hmm. the startup is very risky. But I see myself drawn towards the startup just because it is risky and I want to see yeah. what it, it, it sounds so cool. And like that, that's kind of where the future is headed in terms of like business. So I think it'd be really interesting, but I'm definitely facing the heat from my parents because the, like the Fortune 100 company would allow me like a very stable summer and possibly like postgrad options. But mm -hmm. I think stable is boring. Yeah. <laughs> I think it really <laughs> is that um, I don't want to live my life in monotone, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. So I want to take all the risks I can. And I'm 19. I should be able to. Right. Because if not now, when? So. You're definitely right. Yeah. Taking risk is... Mm -hmm how most people become successful right, right. or and, failure right and even if i don't i think failures can build you up as a person and that gives you something else to talk about when meeting new people yeah and life is all about creating more and more stories and the more i got the more i think i'm interesting to other people so yeah definitely 
Yeah, this was a really good talk yeah. today. Um, it's already been 30 minutes. Oh so. my gosh, that flew by. Yeah, it f- super flew by. Um, yeah, so thanks for everyone for listening. If you're still here, uh, make sure you subscribe on all platforms. Leave us some feedback about whatever you want to hear next or certain topics. Um, any parting words from Vaish? Uh, thank you all for listening. So, What would your advice be to maybe someone who's listening who is not in college yet but and they got some strict immigrant parents just keep pushing through and eventually yeah you got it don't be afraid Mm -hmm. um i like that quote i'm probably not going to say it right it's like speak until your voice shakes and i think that's very applicable to kids with immigrant parents because they do love you no matter what i think immigrant parent love is probably one of the greatest loves but sometimes it can be tough but as long as you push through it and you have the courage to speak for what you want, it'll all turn out okay at the end. There you go. It's the words of wisdom right there <laughs> from the podcast. All right. I'll see you guys later.